0: Destiny Church 217 podcast. Today we're hearing from Pastor Eric, senior leader of Destiny Church. In this message, we begin a new series entitled Jesus Loves. Our focus this week is on the lost. Following the message, take a look at the episode description where you can find scripture references as well as helpful links to learn more about the ministry of Destiny Church.
1: This morning, Welcome to Destiny, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, in a new series, uh, Jesus Loves, and we're talking about Jesus loving the lost this morning. And uh, if you'd like to see the Fellowship Hall after a service today, would be more than happy to take you downstairs and show you around. Uh, that's uh, an amazing thing that's happening down there. So, And then uh, we'll be back here at 1 o'clock to welcome back all those ladies from Encounter. It's always nice to have a good turnout and a good... Uh, a celebration upon their return. So we'll see you at one, again today. If I fail to remember, to tell you at the end of today. So Jesus loves the lost. One of my favorite topics. And uh, do you know what you call a lost wolf? A werewolf. <laughs> do you know why pirates can't finish the alphabet? They get lost at sea. How did the entire family get lost on their way to the hot dog stand? They took a turn for the worst. How did the hippie get lost at sea? He was too far out, man. Why did Dorothy get lost in Oz? She had three men giving her directions at the same time. I actually don't get lost anymore since I changed my GPS voice from a woman to a man. Now he just says, keep driving, it's around here somewhere. Being lost, it's no fun. And... It says in the Bible, in Luke chapter 19, 10, that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. 25-year-old Charlie Gregory, 25-year-old Charlie Gregory went out into the ocean in a 12-foot boat <laughs> down in St. Augustine, Florida. And before you know it, his boat flipped over and he was 10 miles away off coast, lost for a couple days at sea. I have a little two-minute video of his adventure. Check this out.
2: If you're the family of Charlie Gregory, it is hard not to believe in miracles. He's the man who went fishing and ended up marooned at sea 12 miles out. Les Trent has the extraordinary story of a more than 30-hour ordeal that very nearly ended in tragedy. It's
0: the extraordinary video of a young man lost at sea on a tiny metal boat that's about to sink. I knew I was gonna die out there, it
3: was just a matter of when.
0: For the first time, 25-year-old Charlie Gregory is telling his incredible story of survival. This is where you you launched from? Yes, sir. Charlie headed out in his flimsy aluminum boat off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida at 3 in the morning
3: went out to the same spot. I always go fish right on the inside of the jetties.
0: Charlie had just anchored his boat and threw a line into these waters when a huge wave came, overturned his boat, and actually ripped it away from the anchor. Then, the receding waters of the low tide swept his boat out to sea. You'd lost your life jacket.
3: Yeah, after the first time that the boat flipped, I flipped the boat over, got in it. It was full of water, but I was able to crank the motor and run it for a moment, and it just died out because it was flooded. I remember just looking at the land and physically noticing how fast the land is moving away from me. Other boats passed, but Charlie went unnoticed. Oh, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, and. Nobody ever saw me. Clinging to his
0: partially submerged boat in the scorching sun, Charlie got severely sunburned.
3: He was covered in jellyfish stings. You
0: saw some sharks as well.
3: Absolutely. They just come up underneath the boat, and you know, they're every bit the length of my boat. Charlie's parents, Raymond and Deborah, became worried when the afternoon came and Charlie
0: hadn't returned home.
3: Around four o'clock, I called the Coast Guard.
0: A massive search was launched, but by nightfall, still no sign of Charlie. I
1: was trying to just reconcile the fact that I might never see my kid again.
3: I knew in my heart we were the parents of a deceased child. Then, the miracle.
0: Charlie heard the sound of the Coast Guard helicopter overhead. He waved his
3: hands frantically, but not even they could see him. After about watching the plane do like 20, 30 laps back and forth, they all of a sudden just make a half loop and come straight back towards me. And um, man, that was the craziest moment. And I was just like, oh my God. I mean, this is it, like I don't have to die out here. That's right, after more than 30 hours lost at sea,
0: Charlie was rescued. He was brought to shore where his parents were waiting on the dock. Charlie was rushed to the hospital where he was treated for dehydration and sun poisoning.
3: Went from my child is not on this earth anymore to he's coming back home to us.
1: I mean, that is the metaphor for those of us who have experienced God finding us and us going to the Lord. We're just lost at sea, no hope, may as well consider us dead, but there the Lord finds us. Isn't that amazing? So Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your presence. thank you for your guidance, and we lift up those amongst us here in this room, those maybe listening or watching, who feel lost, who feel adrift in the storms of life, who are unsure of their destination, their purpose, their direction. We know that you are the good shepherd who tirelessly seeks out those who are lost, and we trust in your unfailing love and mercy today, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said amen one of the most memorable chapters in the entire Bible, and it should be one of those that when I say the chapter, you should go, oh yes, I know exactly what's there, like John three or Romans eight. This is Luke chapter 15. and In Luke chapter 15, you have the, the parables of the three lost, and I'll take them quickly, one at a time. The first is the lost sheep. Have you seen this picture? This parable is all about Jesus' relentless pursuit of the lost. In Luke chapter 15, beginning at the first, fourth verse, it says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country to go after the one who's lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends, his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found the sheep. I tell you the same is true when there there is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents over the 99 righteous persons who do not need repentance. There are those within the sound of my voice who have strayed away, who have wandered away from God. This parable says that he wants you back, that he's looking for you. He's searching for you this morning. You've strayed away, you're lost, and you're scared. You don't put on the air that you're scared, but deep in your heart, you know you are. The second parable is about the lost coin. And the heart of this parable is that it demonstrates the value, the value of you, of that which is lost. In Luke chapter 15, it goes on. Then says, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors and she says again, hey, rejoice with me. I have found the lost coin and in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The thing is she kept looking. She kept looking. Go back to the lady if you would. I don't know if you can see this, but right by the edge of the rug I put a little silver coin (laughs) in that picture. She kept looking. Jesus has a concern for you. And what Jesus concern for you is this. It's not some cursory, oh, I've been, and my wife, we've been shopping with our daughter before and she's a special case, we know that. But she'll... (laughs) she'll open the door of a store, like in a strip mall, she'll open the door of a store and she'll just step in and she'll go, yeah, there's nothing in here for me. And then she steps out like that. That's not how God looks for you. God looks for you. He looks hard for you. And he just may have found some of you here today that regardless, listen to me, regardless of your past mistakes, regardless of your current condition, and the horrible circumstances that you're in, you are still valuable. You are still very valuable to God. I asked uh, Cheryl uh, yesterday for a $20 bill. Who could use $20? Anybody use $20? Okay. Joey has two hands up. Joey wants $40. All right. So this is a $20 bill. And how many of you would like it? Well, okay, most, most of you would like it. Why, why, why do you want it? Because it's, you can go buy lunch with it this afternoon. It's got some value associated with it. All right, now watch. Anybody want a $20 bill?
2: Yes!
1: You still want a $20 bill? Why Why would you want it? It's all... It's it's been molested. It's been injured. It's been hurt. You still want it? Why would you want it? It's still what? It's still valuable, isn't it? There you go. There you go. Yeah, man, yeah, it's for years.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: The point is, your life may have been crumpled up molested, stepped on. You ever gone swimming with money in your pocket? What's the first thing you do? Set that stuff out, dry it out, lay it out. Because you know, even though it's been in the water all afternoon, it's still valuable. It was actually lost. Do you understand? The woman swept the whole house looking for this thing. No matter what its condition, no matter what your condition, your pornography, your addiction, your thought life, your real life, you think, man, I am I, I'm filthy. I'm I'm no good. God says that you have value, and I'm looking for you today. You don't have to remain lost. Isn't that a powerful statement? Isn't that the power of the gospel? So let's recap. We've got the lost sheep, that's the first few verses, that's his relentless pursuit of you. We talked about the lost coin, that's how valuable you are. But now perhaps the greatest of all parables, the lost son. We call it the parable of the prodigal son. So let's take a look at that. Well, wait a second, Pastor, those first two pictures of that little sheep who was lost and that woman who was so concerned, why are we looking at the rear end of pigs uh, who are eating some of the most disgusting food imaginable? I thought this parable was all about how the father ran to the son and wrapped his arms around him. I thought it was all about grace and forgiveness. Well, let me tell you that that is true, yes, yes. Yes and yes. But the question is, how do we get to the end where we find his grace and his forgiveness? It starts, and I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but it starts with a couple sons and the father who's wealthy and one of the sons uh, goes to him, the younger son. And basically in context, he says, I wish, dad, you were dead. Why? Because I want the inheritance. I want my money now, right? And so the father said, okay. And what'd the son do with the inheritance? He took it. Then what did he do? He ran away from home. He says, I don't need you. Now that you've given me this, I don't need you anymore. And it says in the text that he spent it all on quote, wild living, dot, 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 fill in the blank. What did he spend his inheritance on? Boats. (laughs) Boats. <laughs> Which, by the way, B-O-A-T is an acronym for Bust Out Another Thousand. If you've never heard that, that's exactly what boats are for. Uh, a voice of experience. Right? So, so he, he says, Dad, I wish you were dead. Just give me my inheritance now. He takes off from the home and he goes out and he spends his money wildly. Then he ran out of money. So he needed some money. What'd he do? He went, as, as a Jewish boy, he went and he sold himself into slavery, into bondage, He became a bondservant for someone whose job it was to raise pigs. Now, if you're a Jew and you're raising pigs, that's a problem because Jews won't, won't eat pork, won't be around pigs, but yet he says, you know what, I've hit the bottom of the barrel. I'm not only lost, I am in a bad way. And sold himself, to, in slavery, to someone that he could tend the man's pigs. He would feed the pigs. And he was so hungry and he was so desperate that he would say to himself, man, these pigs are eating really well. I almost said hi on the hog and that wouldn't have been funny at all. (laughs) These pigs are eating really, really well. I wish I could eat some of that slop. Ryan, did you ever have pigs? He had some pigs. Filthy animals. Filthy, filthy, filthy. They taste marvelous, but they're horrible. Horrible, filthy animals. If you think of the little, what was the movie Babe? Was that the little Babe or whatever it is, You know, is? Don't think Bambi and Babe. Think the most disgusting animal that rolls around in its own feces. This is what he was taking care of. And he said, boy, I wish I could eat some of their food. I want to eat the pig food, I'm so hungry. That, all of that is the predicate for how we get grace and forgiveness. He messed his life up really, really bad. He didn't make just one bad decision like some of you. He's made two, three, four, five, a succession. How about maybe years of bad decisions? Anybody else besides me? Having made years of bad decisions, coming to a place, you go, man, this isn't as cool as TV said it would be, or my friends said it would be, or the newspaper ad or the magazine ad said it would be. This is not as that much fun, because when the, when the money runs out, sometimes your friends leave too. Yeah? You're the life of the party as long as you're buying. Then all of a sudden... No more money. They go, well, we got to find another friend. So then what happened? i got four verses for you, 17 through 20. Let's look at them. Verse 17. It says this. After all of that, when he came to his senses and said, I am starving to death. You know what that is? That's the moment when he had, uh, let's call it an epiphany. That aha, that, that oh my gosh. This is horrible. It's not everything it was cracked up to be. I'm in a really, really bad way. You're never gonna get from the, listen to me, you're never gonna get from the pig pen into the loving arms and the embrace and the forgiveness and the grace of God until first you say to yourself, man, I screwed up bad. Aha, come to your senses today. Come to your senses. If I could, I'd just come down. Mm. You know, everyone's. we just need that. Wait a second. Okay, pastor, move on. No, 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 stop for just a second. You've created, you, you, you've numbed yourself with all the stuff and all the peripheral, all the accoutrement, all the stuff around the edges of your life, and you, and you strip that all away, which could very well happen, very quickly in your life. Nationally, it could happen with World War III in a heartbeat. All of a sudden, you go, wait, wait, what's important in life? So you say, you need to have, you need to come to your senses and say, wait, I'm starving to death here. I look like I got it together. My boss thinks I got it together. My spouse thinks My family, my, my friends, everybody thinks I got it together, but I don't. What I want to do is blow my brains out. What I wanna do is cash in the chips. What I wanna do is quit. What I wanna do is walk away. What I wanna do is just have everybody forget my name and start over some other place. But you can't, because you've sold yourself in the slavery to the man. But you have a moment and you say to yourself, wait a second, this is not right. I, I, I can do better than this. Life can be better than this. That was the aha moment. Number two is in verse number 18, he said, next, I will set out and go back to my father. He'll say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. So he has a moment, now what does he do? He acknowledges his sin, says, I've sinned. It's just not a string of bad luck. Gosh, you know, the cards just didn't fall my way this week, this month, this year. Oh, these were the the cards I was dealt in life. No, 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 you can have a brand new deck. That's what he's figuring out. I'm gonna confess my sin. And then he makes a plan. I'm going to go back to the Father. Next verse. And say, 19, I am no longer worthy to be called your son, Make me one of your hired men. He prepares his speech. We would say, in, in 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 the analogy that we're talking about, that's our prayer. And you know what he you know what he asks for? He asks for mercy. He doesn't say, "Hey, give me my stuff back." He says, "Man, I, I'll just come. I'll just I'll be a nobody. I, I, I'll just I'll just." Whatever you need me to do, Dad, I'm not gonna be, You know, give me a microphone, put me in front of the spotlights, give me, give me notoriety, let everybody know. Man, no, 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 I don't, even, I don't even need to be called your son. Can I please just come home? Mercy. He's not asking for grace, and you understand the difference between mercy and grace. When you have an offense, let's say against the law, a civil offense, you do something wrong. What do you plead? You plead mercy to the court, which means please don't punish me. That's mercy. Have mercy on me. Don't punish me. Grace is I'm gonna bless you with something even though you deserve punishment. So there's mercy. That's the first step. And then God is a gracious God. Not only does he not punish you, he gives you a good gift. The son's not returning asking for anything other than can I just please be a servant. He's not looking for all the... You ever, heard the, you ever heard the phrase, love the giver, not the gift? He was saying here, Dad, I love you. I know you could buy me a new Lamborghini, a new Ferrari. You could put all kinds of clothes in my closet and we could have all kinds of, buy me that, sh- that, that yacht or whatever. He's not asking for that. Can I get a, can I, can I have all my, can? no, he just says, no, I just wanna come back and just wanna be with you. I just wanna be in your house. That's a powerful prayer. That's his speech. And so here it is. Verse number 20, this is where we lose it. Just gonna tell you straight up. So he got up and he went to his father. Everything up to this point, the leaving dad, spending all the money riotously uh, in the pig pen, desiring, having an epiphany. Oh my gosh, I'm so messed up. Uh, what should I say? I should go back to the father. But until you execute, 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 still that person till you do it, till you push the button, till you stand up against all odds, be the nail that sticks up, says, you know what? I'm done with that lifestyle. I'm done being lost. I'm done looking at myself in the mirror on Saturday morning, wondering what happened last night. I'm done with all of that and I need a fresh start, I'm gonna go back to the father because he's so good and he's so marvelous, he's gonna give me wonderful things? No, just because he loves me. The lost sheep, the lost coin. Note that the father didn't run after the lost son. It's contradictory to the lost sheep. Well, you need to leave the 99 and go after the one. Yes, that's one of the parables. And some people have maybe tried to come after you. Maybe you're here today because you've had that epiphany and you said, I gotta get back to God. I gotta get back to his church. I gotta get back to the bride so that I can have a powerful ministry and the international fame and be on the platform. No, 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 no. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked says the psalmist. Just go serve him. That's what I wanna do. Father didn't run after the son until he saw the son running towards him. Then the father ran towards him. Then there could be restoration. Then there could be forgiveness. And there, there was grace. I don't know who I'm talking to today, Maybe just one or two of you, but somebody here is lost. You once knew the way, and now you're lost. Just keep driving, it's around here somewhere. No, you need to recalculate, you need to do a U-turn, you need to do an about face, and you need to go back the way you came. And when you have that moment, that aha moment, and you execute, execute, execute your plan, and you stand up and you say, I was going that way, now I'm gonna go this way, you know what's gonna happen? The Father will run towards you. You know what he did? He said, "No, nah, I'm just not gonna let you be a servant. I appreciate the heart, the sentiment, but the Lord said, ah, the father, the father said, I'm gonna give you, give you a new ring, I'm gonna put a robe on you. We're gonna kill the fatted calf. We're gonna have a party. For my son who was necros, my son who was necros, dead, is now Zoe, is now alive. Like that little man lost in sea in a little boat with no hope, watching the helicopter go back and forth, back and forth till finally it turned. That's your moment today, that's your opportunity today. So he got up, verse 20, and he went to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him. Why, how did the father see him? Because every day the father stood in the doorway and went, I wonder if today's the day I wonder if today, today's the day they're coming home. While he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and filled with compassion. Would that be, would that be most of our attitudes? I don't know if your son took all your, took his inheritance and said, see ya. But the father who knows how valuable you are Covered in poo from the pig pen, a crumpled up 20. He still knew the value. He still knew the value. He says, Come on. Come on. And I love the fact, and this is just me as I relive this moment in my own life and for you, as you begin to make your way back to the Father, and the Father runs to you. Imagine that. Dun, 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 dun. In slow motion, you can see it in Cinemax, in IMAX and all the technicolor and they're running towards each other. But then the father pulls up and goes, man, you stink, go home. Get, go take a bath. Go take a bath. Get cleaned up. Get cleaned up. Get cleaned up. Then I'll embrace you. No, 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 no. He said, I'll embrace you just the way you are. All stinky and horrible. All na- I love you just the way you are. I know the value. That's what he does for you. That's what he did for me. But while he was still a long ways off, the father saw him and filled with compassion for him, he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The father's unconditional love and grace, his forgiveness, where was it? It It's at the father's house. You cannot, listen to me, you're not gonna be able to access his grace and his forgiveness from the pig pen. If you're in the pig pen this morning and you're not willing to get out of the pig pen and come back to the Father's house, you will continue to get what you've always got. You'll continue to get what you've always got. And this is really one of the problems with coming to church and having your heart seared because you hear of his grace, you hear of his compassion, and you don't act on his grace, you don't act on his mercy, and what happens is your heart gets harder and harder and harder, and it gets more difficult for the spirit to break through so that you can execute on the plan to come back to the Father. Until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll remain sick and tired. You cannot access the grace of God from your pig pen. Get up, come to the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We have another picture of the prodigal son You may have seen this, it's an oil painting, but it's a pretty good description of what it looks like. I pray that you would come back to the Father today. Are you lost? Are you the sheep lost in the woods? Are you the coin that's rolled under the bed? Or are you the obstinate son or daughter? He says, forget it. I'm out of here. The lost sheep, his relentless pursuit. The lost coin, your value, and the lost son, God's grace and forgiveness. Here's the thing He knows you're lost. He's been looking for you, He's been waiting for you. Will you come to your senses today and make your journey back home? Well, I'd be so embarrassed, really. You'd rather die and go to hell than be embarrassed. I'm just shooting straight. Well, What can you promise me, preacher? Well, let's look at the, let's look at the text just for the final moment together. And here's, here's what I find. The thing that I can promise you is there will be rejoicing, there will be celebration, and there'll be a party. Because every, in every instance, in every instance, the neighbors came to she, they, she said, rejoice with me, I found the sheep. The kingdom of heaven is like a party, like a wedding festival. There's rejoicing in heaven, then the parable of the lost coin. Rejoice with me, I found my coin. I'm telling you there'll be more rejoicing in heaven. And then finally, celebrate with me. Celebrate with me. My son, you've always been there. But I had to celebrate. I had to rejoice. It's all about a party. Why? Because you were once necros. You were dead. But now you're alive. There's a little boy, three years old. He's autistic. He got lost in the woods. And... Uh, When they found him, he was kneeled in a river and he was just trying to stay alive drinking water. And uh, I like this video, which I'm so grateful that I found late, late, late last week, because it really drives home the point of what it looks like in heaven and the spirit of the Lord when a lost person is found. At the end of this, the mother says, come on, everyone. Let's have a party. I'd like to show you this as we close today.
2: It's the moment searchers prayed for. A helicopter spots Anthony Alfalck, better known as AJ, kneeling in a creek bed trying to survive. There's the news. On the ground, joy replaces days of anguish and worry as the three-year-old's family learns the news. For his mother, it was overwhelming.
1: Come on.
2: Yay, his father couldn't believe it. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's a miracle. It. For three days, rescuers scoured the woods around the family home, even searching this same area twice. The autistic toddler who doesn't speak faced dehydration and nightly temperatures in the low 40s. Our first member that reached him found him
1: kneeling in the riverbed. Uh, they put a hand on his shoulder. I'm comforting.
2: Now that the search party is over, Please everyone come here and let's have a party. The real celebration can begin. Let's have Ian a party. Lee, CBS News.
1: Would you stand with me please? Well, I'm not lost, Pastor. You just wasted 30 minutes of my life. But don't be the older brother. Don't be the older brother. Why did Jesus come? Why did he even come? To seek and save those who are lost. That's why he came. If you've already got yours, praise the Lord. Be thankful. Celebrate. I've seen testimony of people, oh, so-and-so got saved. Oh, that's good. That's good. And give a polite little golf clap. Oh, that's good. No, you see what it looks like when someone who was lost gets found. That was me. Could be you. It's an uncomfortable moment when you have to admit that you're lost. Stop, get out of the car, go in the gas station. I really don't know where I'm at. build a fellowship hall. We can have nice lights and carpet. But What's that all about? A club? Our purpose is right on the wall when you walk in the church. Core value number one, live, be born again. Then connect, then grow, then go. God says the life I have for you is an abundant life. Wow, there's just so much going to have to change. Don't worry about any of that. The prodigal's father didn't say, go wash first. He just said, come here. Ran to him wrapped his arms around him. So, Father, we bow our hearts. We bow our heads today. And if you need to come home to the Father this morning, just step out and come to these altars right now.
0: This has been a message from Destiny Church in Springfield, Illinois. To learn more about our ministry, visit the episode description where you can find links to our website, ways to give, and more information about who we are. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, your place for real, relevant relationship.